Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Wednesday, December 27th. Today we're discussing the Canadian group's decision to ban hockey handshake lines and the Pistons' 27-game losing streak, which now tops NBA's longest single-season droughts. Plus, Djokovic expresses his hopes to emulate Brady and play beyond 40, and sources reveal that Duke is set to hire Texas State's Patkey as D.C. All this coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Sports Station. Please enjoy today's selection of sports news. In an unexpected move, the hockey governing body in Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada, has banned post-game handshakes in the minor leagues. This decision comes after a series of altercations that led to suspensions of both players and coaches. Helena, our sports analyst, is here to discuss this further. Helena, what's your take on this? Well, Stephen, this decision by Hockey NL is quite surprising and has sparked a lot of discussions. Instead of the traditional post-game handshakes, teams will now be directed off the ice after the game. The visiting team will skate by the home team's bench and offer a glove tap or handshake before games. It's a significant shift from the norm. This move has caught many by surprise, including players and staff at the World Junior Hockey Championship in Sweden. What's their reaction? Indeed, Stephen. Canada's head coach, Alan Letang, expressed disappointment, emphasizing the importance of respect and camaraderie in sports. He believes that despite the competition, there should be mutual respect at the end of the game. Sweden's coach, Magnus Havelid, also expressed surprise and sadness, emphasizing the importance of separating the game's intensity from post-game interactions. It's interesting to note that this decision comes at a time when coach, parent, and player conduct in amateur hockey is under increasing scrutiny. Could you elaborate on this, Helena? Certainly, Stephen. There have been several incidents that have raised concerns. For instance, last month in Nova Scotia, a coach was charged with allegedly assaulting a referee during a game involving players as young as nine. In response to such incidents, amateur hockey associations across Canada have started to put green armbands on teenage referees in hopes of discouraging verbal abuse from parents and coaches. It's a complex issue, to say the least. The post-game handshake is seen as a cool, classy part of hockey, according to Canada's captain, Fraser Minton. But with these recent incidents, it seems there's a need for some changes. Helena, any final thoughts on this? Well, Stephen, as Letang mentioned, it's about balancing intensity with respect. While it's important to compete hard, it's equally important to respect your opponent and be humble. The decision by Hockey NL is drastic, but it underscores the need for a conversation about conduct in amateur sports. Indeed, Helena. It's a conversation that needs to happen. Thanks for your insights. In a shift to sports news, the Detroit Pistons have set a new record for the longest losing streak during a single season in NBA history with 27 games. This surpasses the previous record held by the Philadelphia 76ers, who lost 28 games across two seasons. Helena, our sports analyst, is here to help us understand the gravity of this situation. Helena, what does this mean for the Pistons? Steven. It's a tough time for the Pistons, who started their season with a promising 2-1 record. Their last victory was on October 28th, and since then, they've been on a downward spiral. They've been allowing an average of 121 points per game and scoring only 109 points, which is the third lowest average in the league. This isn't the first time we've seen such a losing streak in the NBA, is it? No, it's not. In fact, only seven other franchises in NBA history have had losing streaks of 20 or more games in the same season. 
the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2010-11, and the Philadelphia 76ers in 2013-14, both lost 26 consecutive games. The Charlotte Bobcats, Denver Nuggets, Vancouver Grizzlies, Houston Rockets, and Dallas Mavericks have also experienced similar runs of futility. What are some of the factors that have contributed to these losing streaks? There are several factors, Stephen. In some cases, it's been the departure of key players. For instance, the Cavaliers' 26-game losing streak followed LeBron James' decision to sign with the Miami Heat. Similarly, the Rockets' 20-game losing streak in 2020-21 came after James Harden requested a trade. In other cases, teams have struggled with low scoring averages or poor overall performance. So, what's next for the Pistons? Can they turn this around? It's certainly possible, Stephen. History shows us that teams can bounce back from these losing streaks. However, it will require a significant effort from the Pistons, both on and off the court. They'll need to address their defensive issues, improve their scoring, and perhaps make some strategic changes to their lineup. Well, it's a tough road ahead for the Pistons. Thanks for your insights, Helena. In other sports news, Novak Djokovic, the world's number one-ranked tennis player, has made it clear that he's not ready to retire. In fact, he's hoping to follow in the footsteps of American football legend Tom Brady by extending his career past his 40th birthday. Helena, our sports analyst, is here to discuss this. Helena, what's the significance of Djokovic's statement? Steven, Djokovic's statement is a testament to his dedication and passion for the sport. He's already in his 22nd season as a professional and has a record of 24 Grand Slam titles. The fact that he's looking at Brady, who played 23 seasons in the NFL and won seven Super Bowls before retiring at 45, as a model is quite telling. Djokovic admires Brady's commitment to self-care and recovery, which he believes has contributed to his long and successful career. It's interesting that Djokovic mentions Brady's focus on self-care and recovery. How important is this aspect for professional athletes, especially as they age? It's absolutely crucial, Stephen. As athletes age, their bodies require more time to recover from the physical demands of their sport. Brady's meticulous attention to self-care and recovery is likely a significant factor in his ability to compete at a high level into his mid-40s. Djokovic seems to be taking a page from Brady's book, which could potentially extend his career well into his 40s. Djokovic also mentioned Carlos Alcaraz, the 20-year-old Spaniard who beat him at Wimbledon. How does Djokovic view the rise of younger players like Alcaraz? Djokovic seems to welcome the rise of younger players. He acknowledges that his era is coming to an end, especially with Roger Federer's retirement and Rafa Nadal entering his last season. But he sees the emergence of players like Alcaraz as a positive development for the sport. He even said that their matches attracted a lot of attention and created great highlights. So as Djokovic prepares for his 11th Australian Open title, what can we expect from him in the coming season? Given Djokovic's current form and his determination to extend his career, we can expect him to continue to compete at a high level. He said that 2023 was one of the best seasons he's had, and he feels great in his body. So it's safe to say that Djokovic isn't going anywhere anytime soon. It will be fascinating to see how Djokovic's career progresses in the coming years. Thanks for your insights, Helena. Now, in college football news, Duke is reportedly set to hire Texas State defensive coordinator Jonathan Patkey as their new defensive coordinator. Packy brings with him a wealth of experience and a similar aggressive ethos to Duke's first-year coach, Manny Diaz. Helena, our sports analyst, is here to delve into this. Helena, what can you tell us about Jonathan Packy and his relationship with Diaz? Stephen, Packy, and Diaz have a long history together. 
They worked together at Miami, Mississippi State, and Louisiana Tech. Packey started as a graduate assistant in Ruston and eventually worked his way up to being a position coach at Miami. He also spent three seasons as the Hurricanes' special teams coordinator. So, he's had quite a journey, and his final night as Texas State's defensive coordinator was quite memorable, wasn't it? Indeed, Stephen. In the first bowl win in Texas State's history, the team forced five turnovers and shut out Rice in the second half of a 45-21 win in the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. Texas State coach G.J. Kinn led the school to both its first bowl game and win this season. That's impressive. And Texas State was leading the country in tackles for loss, averaging 8.5 per game. That's a statistic that offers a glimpse into the aggression that Duke will play with on defense under Patkey, isn't it? Absolutely, Stephen. Diaz, who came from coordinating the defense at Penn State, which ranked number two nationally behind Texas State in tackles for loss in 2023, has always emphasized aggression in his defenses. He focuses on blitzes and getting opposing offenses off balance. Patkey, having worked with Diaz for six seasons in various roles at Miami, has absorbed this ethos. So, we can expect to see a lot of that aggression in Duke's defense under Patkey. Thanks for your insights, Helena. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Current Radio. We'll see you back here tomorrow.